Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, Degrassi Viewing Podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your horrified neophyte, Frank. Today, we're back in the Degrassi Next Generation mini-episode archive. Um, again, much to our dismay this time around. Um, before we get into this one, some quick content warnings. We are going to be talking a little bit about teenage sexuality, specifically a very phallic reference in the first mini-episode. There's also going to be references to teen pregnancy as well as birth. It's more what-ifs, everybody. And again, I ask myself, these are not questions I ever had, Degrassi. It's what if, like, what if two characters who were actually kind of friends slash kind of dating? I don't know what the fuck you call Jay and Emma, but like, became a hookup. Yeah. Switch places. Um... So yeah, it's what if Jay was Emma and Emma was Jay, and what if Paige was... Liberty and Liberty was Paige. Yep. I mean, we've talked a little bit about what ifs. Um, I'm of the mind that I don't really understand them. We've kind of talked a little bit about this, but um, I don't know. I understand these are supposed to be like thought experiments, but man, they're just wonky. Like they're not even like bonkers in a funny way. I feel like they're just odd. That said, I think that these two have endearing acting. I think that everybody is, like, like, putting on a fun show during it, and um, I do appreciate that piece of these two episodes, even if the second one in particular kind of terrifies me for many reasons. So, Frank, are you ready to uh, unpack these with me? Yep. All right, let's go. So, first one is, what if Emma was Jay and Jay was Emma? So, on this one... Um, we are introduced to Jay, who likes to go by Jason in this universe, um, and he is an activist. Um, so he is, like, dressed very straight-laced, which I thought was interesting because while I, while Emma, especially early on in the series, um, dressed in a way that was, like, not, like, she wasn't wearing crop tops, like, she wasn't wearing very, like, obvious hip-huggers, she wasn't straight-laced either. Like, you know, we've talked about the dolphin pants and things like that. She kind of dressed in a way that was more like like a younger version of that woman you would see in a farmer's market with, like, the Tevas and the, uh, like, you know, the lo- looking like it was handmade, but it might not have been handmade bag. Um, but for this interpretation, they made Jay come off more like he's very proper. He has, like, a collared shirt on. Um, he's wearing, like, khakis. Which I guess is supposed to be the contrast for Jay. Like, you know, what is the sharpest contrast for Jay? But I thought it was kind of interesting because it was a very traditional, like, conservative look for him. Um, His hair is also my, unfortunately, one of my favorite hairstyles. The the Thanatos Dimitri special, uh, you know, looking like a Don Bluth boy with the middle part. Um, So that was quite, quite funny. Um... But it was an interesting interpretation, given the prompt. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that, Frank. No, I don't. I didn't really associate anything with the hair, except the fact that he's clean-shaven. And, like, I I don't know. Like, was it just, was he putting on kind of, like, an effeminate, act, like, voice when he was talking? It sounded a lot like he was trying to imitate um, Emma's affect early on in the series. Mm. 
that's how it came off to me, it, which I guess in many ways would be considered effeminate. Like, it wasn't the kind of, it wasn't like, I don't know, Jay doesn't really have a, oh my god, oh no, oh no, we gotta pile up, we gotta pile up everybody. Hi, Dahlia. Hi, hi, hi. Um, <laughs> Juniper is, like, pushing her, playing with her tail, and she's trying to be on top of me. Uh, this is a nightmare. Anyway, um, it's an interesting choice because Jay doesn't, like, Jay's voice, even in, on usual shows, like, I don't particularly associate, like, it's just his voice, right? Like, there isn't really any, like, particular, particular, like, linguistic quirks about it that, like, are particularly notable that we've really talked about. So having him go from that voice to this voice, which is definitely more imitating Emma, it is an interesting choice. Uh, when you frame it in that gendered way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just buck wild. Like, um, and Spinner pops in. Uh, mm-hmm. Spinner, I guess in this universe, is just Spinner. A is A, B is B, Spinner is Spinner. Um, right. He's like Spinner, but like a little more unhinged. Like he's he's going to be more upfront about the fact that he's selling electronics that he's stolen, as opposed to like uh, you know the the incidents in in uh, his plot with Jimmy about it. I'm kind of wondering now that you mentioned the stolen electronics. I wonder if he's taking the Sean role, but like. See- Spinner being Spinner is excited to steal electronics because he throws himself. Give, say what you will about Spinner. He throws himself into what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> what if Spinner's actually the Sully of this universe? Ah. Who sold his Adderall? Right. Who sold his Adderall, has sold the tech before, who looks like a fucking online poker player. Yes, that's, that's what I'm wondering is, is... Spinner's supposed to be more that analog for Sully. Because, like, the weird thing about these AUs is, and I, I guess I get really, again, like, I think I overcomplicate these. Because to me, Spinner's life path is deeply entwined with Jay's, right? So, like, if Jay isn't around, are we, or, or like, Jay and Emma, like, you know, they've swapped spaces, are we to assume that Emma has done everything that Jay ever did? Or are we to assume that because it isn't an exact person, like, you know, Spinner's life path might be a little different. So I don't know how much of this is supposed to be just Spinner is a little bit more unhinged because Emma is a little bit more unhinged. Or is he now fulfilling this more Sully kind of role in this AU? Because we'll talk a little bit about, like, Sean, who appears um, later on. But I don't know. I feel like these always give me more questions than answers. I I feel like... Okay, so... Um, I, I want to get to Emma, like, so we can talk about the full scope of the, of this mini episode. So, um, Jay is making a poster to stop the slaughter of some seals. Mm-hmm. Um, Spinner, you know, tries to sell him stolen electronics, which he rebuffs uh, Spinner's um, chances to do so. Uh, and then Emma comes swaggering in. And give it to Mary McDonald. Like, this is a good swagger. <laughs> like, it's a fucking funny look, too. It's so goofy. She's she's wearing, like, an off-kilter baseball hat. Like, you know she's wearing some Jenkos from, like, 
the waist down. Massive hoops. Massive hoops uh, off of her ears. Uh, like a dumb jacket. Eye, it's, eyeliner. Go, yeah, eyeliner. Like, she's got more of, like, a smoky eye. It's weird because it's, like, I feel like you have a template already in Alex. Like, why Like why did you add more accessories? But I guess it is kind of comical also at the same time to see, like, her just coming in and, like, like just looking a little too much. Like, it's a little exaggerated, which I guess was kind of what they were also going with, Jay. It's a little exaggerated. Um, I think Emma's is a more cleaner analog than Jay's. But, she, yeah, she swaggers in. She's committing, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, and my so my thing is, this is the Emma that won the fight against... Um, that won the fight against Alex. Yes. And... <laughs> And oh, oh my God! I have an idea for a fan fiction. Go on. It's <laughs> this Emma comes to the Degrassi six one six universe, and like <laughs> Alex is just like, oh my God, that's such a much more palpable little Emma than there currently is. And not gonna lie, I'm kind of into it. Okay, there you go. I hope you just like to create a use where Alex gets more girlfriends, and I respect the fuck out of that. Because that's all I, I want Alex to be happy. <laughs> no, you're valid. I think it's a great endeavor. <laughs> my, my, my fan fictions, I don't care about, like, angst and whatnot, because I feel like most characters I write about have enough. I just want them to be happy. Yeah. I like that. Uh... So, back to the episode. Yeah, Emma kind of saunters in, um, and she kind of goes through a very similar dialogue that Jay gave to Emma um, regarding, like, hooking up and stuff. Um, But this episode gives a little, little, little twist, which is that because Jay is, like, making signs and stuff, he has, like, a glue stick, and we have to watch this terrible cut to him, like, raising the glue stick higher and higher and higher and i was like that's gross degrassi won't veer away from penis joke if they can get away with it it was so unnecessary it's like like sexuality can be funny as hell and i think degrassi has done sexuality in a way that can be funny like right like i i think a lot to like very early degrassi where like you have uh, when you had Ashley and Jimmy and they, like, decide they don't real that, you know, they don't want to have sex yet, so they, like, blow balloons out of the condoms and stuff. Like, you can have fun with sexuality, even for a teen audience. It's still, like, appropriate. But that just felt so... And I think it just comes from that terrible sense of humor. These writers have this very, like, schlocky 80s movie humor. It's like they were like, oh, we can get away with this. And it's like, Ugh, I don't like this because at the end of the day, they are teenagers, Degrassi. I don't want to think about it. And, like, Emma is much more... Um... What's the, I'm trying to find a, a, a delicate way to say this. She's much more um, sexually aggressive. She's way more sexually charged. I, I feel like Jay... I mean, I think it's also, like, this thing where there... I think there is a bit of, like, a gender thing at play or, like, a weird... And I I don't know how much of this is intentional so much as just unintended bias, right? Where Jay... 
seem to accrue hookups um, in like kind of like a I'm bored and I can and it's like a power type thing. Meanwhile, they frame Emma in this situation way more sexually charged. It's more about like sexual pleasure. And I think that is a very gendered take on it, right? To to uh, kind of have her be she she comes off more as like the temptress, right? Or like a like a succubus type deal versus what it was in canon, which is interesting. I I don't think I don't know how much of it is intended commentary. I don't think it is, but it is interesting to kind of see. I I see it more as like unconscious like bias in writing. Yeah, because she's just like, why don't we go down to the ravine? <laughs> like, yeah, she's like really laying on thick, like the idea of like, of of like them t- doing something together, and also like I think that. There is more, um, it's more sexual, I hate talking about this, by the way, when it comes to, it's just, this is the, the, but, you know, teenage sexuality is a thing to talk about, and we, you know, we never want to say on this show, like, you should never talk about it. But the way that we t- they talk about it in this episode also, it's where, I think, Emma, there was definitely a curiosity, but there was also this wanting to belong, right? Like, that's why Emma was participating in that was because she felt isolated and lonely and she wanted to feel like she was a part of something. Meanwhile, here, Jay seems more interested in the fact that, like, he is being pursued and that he he also is, you know, sexually into her. Which, again, I think goes back to, like, the unconscious bias of, of writing this type of story. Like, when you do switch to the genders, how does that you know how do how do people reframe sexuality and desire? Um, which it was just a very and again I don't I don't think any of this was intentional commentary. I just think this is just like what happens when people are left to their own devices and write stories like this. I mean I would agree with you, but I would also think that the um, it, the issue does come down to the writers, but in a different aspect. Of, I think the writers still see Emma as season one Emma, because that's who Jay is. Jay <laughs> in this is season one Emma. Um, and the issue with that is that, like, by this point, Emma has quit, forgotten all her activist r- roots. She is now just, she like, by this point, Emma has become just, she's not exactly a queen bee. She's like a lesser libertine. Where, like, she's just trying to, like, you know, with Peter, like, she wants something, but she, I, okay, so yeah, I think this kind of speaks to who Emma is. Like, Emma wants something. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, I can't say exactly what, because she doesn't say exactly what, but like. She doesn't know, I don't think. I think that's the issue, and that was also kind of speaking back to the. You know, a lot of her situations, especially in reaction to the shooting, is this, like, lack of connection, this lack of under, like, you know, this lack of ability to um, find her place, find people to connect to. Like, she, she wants to, like, she wants to lash out at people. She wants to make out with people. She wants to do all these things. And nothing, she's never satisfied. She, 
She's the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> it's true, though. It, it It's very true. And, like, when they write Jay as he is in, what was it, season five, when the secret happened? Um, <laughs> like, when you write season five Jay with season one Emma, you're writing to a much different, to a child, as opposed to, like, a you know, a young adult. Or, you know, yeah. a teenager. Yeah, so, a teen versus a teen. Like, it, it's a pretty vast difference. Go yeah. on. No, that was just my point. I kind of want to... I, that's like all I really have to say about this little mini episode is just like the, I don't think I I think they kept thinking Emma like Emma's still the main character will always be the main character of the show until you know she eventually leaves. Um, I'm assuming if that happens at some point, um, but like I don't think the writers know exactly what they're doing with her. I think what they did was is interesting. But, like, if they, they're, like, they, they're people who are accidentally, like, the writers are Christopher Columbus. They think they're going one place, they don't actually know, and they end up, like, finding something else. Fair enough. Um, so that's just, that, I think that's more of my commentary on Emma on a whole, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so let's get to this other episode sorry if i could just bring up one more thing of course um i think also the au idea falls apart because the zinger at the end is sean is the one that has like the you gave me a social disease line and i thought that was particularly um interesting also from like a gender perspective right like jay was able to kind of get away with being seen as much of a problem about that until like you know alex retaliated mean and like i don't know it's just i feel like they're i feel like i understand like the very like i understand the very basic ideas behind these what ifs in the sense of like oh we're making them somebody completely different but I think that there's a little bit more gender politics at play with this switch that just, I, you know, I just don't think you're going to be able to quite capture. And, and as you pointed out, where you set the what if, is it early on in a character, like, you know, season one, where some of, you know, where a lot of these characters are literally in seventh grade versus season five or six, where they are like a senior in high school, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, yeah, let's get to this next one. Um, So, the premise of this is, what if Liberty was Paige and Paige was Liberty? So, um... We start with an establishing shot of Liberty's body. Yeah, it's just like one of those very slow pans up the body. Um, Now, granted, she's wearing a cheerleading outfit. Um, and I do want to say something positive about this short, which is I think both actresses do a pretty good job of, like, characterization in this whole entire thing. I think they do a pretty good job. I think Liberty is fun as this kind of character. It's fun to see this actress. I can't remember the actress's names on either end right now. But I liked seeing her be this type of character. It, it worked well, be- way better than I thought. I thought Paige's actress was pretty fucking committed to the bit. Um, 
but I think that this was a, a, a um, there's like conversation between like, so like Paige approaches and they're both dressed in a way that is um, interesting. And now Frank, now that you brought up like season one, Emma and like the analog of that, I'm thinking a lot about Paige and how she is dressed. So like Liberty is dressed just in a cheerleading uniform, which could be any phase of Paige in many ways, right? Because, you know, she's consistently had some form of relationship and attachment to cheerleading. Um, so that works kind of as a consistent one. The only only times being like, you know, the stuff with Oleander and, and that type of deal. So that works. But we have, uh, we have Paige walk in Paige has pigtails, and she's wearing, like, overalls, and those are, like, classically, like, the overalls are, like, classically early season Liberty. Like, so we're running into that thing again where the distinct aesthetic that they're referencing off of is when these characters are significantly younger, right? Because when Liberty starts the series and she's wearing those overalls, she's just, you know, she's 7th, 8th grade. She's tiny. So we run into this issue again, much like we did with the last short, which I think was a choice. Yes. Um, so we're, we're, this is actually, I feel like we're replaying a scene during the Kevin Smith run of um, Degrassi where um, Liberty wants... Uh, Manny to do a um, spirit squad thing uh, for him. And like Paige comes, comes back. Um, oh, and by the way, I looked up their name. Uh, Lauren Collins is Paige and Sarah Barabli to shower is Liberty. Yeah, they both did a good job with this, honestly. I think that sometimes the acting can get a little rough, probably because there's, like, only a couple takes they're doing for these. I think these two really were working with what the fuck they had. Like, they were trying their fucking best. Um, so, and I'll just, sorry, just to throw this out there. Um, Liberty's Actress is now a DJ. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Do you know what her, do you know what her na- uh, name is? Her no. DJ name is DJ Me Time. Oh, that's so good. So, oh yeah. It, this pandemic is over. We have vaccinations. We are going to the fucking club to see DJ Me Time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she has a remix of the Degrassi theme song. <laughs> Holy shit. This is just getting better and better. Like, I don't care. No, I'm, not, it, it, I'm not saying that that does. She does. But I think it would be amazing if oh. she did. Oh, I was gonna. I was like ready to like. I was just like, yeah, we are going. We are seeing as soon as we, as soon as it is safe to do so, we are going. That's incredible. Good for her. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um. So. Um. I'm just gonna follow her real quick on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um. So yeah, like we go back and forth um, planning for the Kevin Smith thing. Um, and 
then we get to um sorry we get to them uh like oh scar page says not not too like risque like something safe and liberty's like oh you're one to talk about safe and we pan down page is pregnant uh, they go back and forth a bit. Uh, eventually, Paige slaps Liberty. They get into a fight. Liberty pushes Paige against the locker, and her water breaks. And then um, Snake, who's a janitor in this universe, like comes over like, oh, I'll clean it up. Don't worry, my wife had, had her kid at the school. So much is confusing. So much is just off with all this. It just, I think the big thing that is off is, like, and we've talked a bit about this, where, like, Paige toes this very interesting line of, like, is she always a great person? No. Does she always do the right thing? No. But, like, there is still this weird, I mean, there's, there's like, there's, like, I, feel, I just can't see Paige or Liberty Paige or whatever AU, I can't see the Paige equivalent, we'll say, attacking a pregnant person. Like, that, that is just, like, a level that, even if you don't like Paige, I think we can agree, like, she would not, like, get into a fight with, like, a, a person who is pregnant enough that, like, their water could break, right? Like, well, well, she's not supposed to be Paige, she's supposed to be Liberty, and Liberty especially would not do that. Right, like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me for either character to go to that level. Like, that, that, I, I get, like, it was supposed to be a gag. But, like, also at the end of the day, as a thought experiment, it fails entirely. Like, that is just, like, I don't think any of the Degrassi kids would do that, honestly. Like. No. It, it, it's, it's like, I don't think any of the Degrassi kids are that unhinged. Like, I think in the grand scheme of things, like, the kids that go to Degrassi High, like, they're pretty fucking soft. Like, like overall, <laughs> they're pretty, you know. If, um. Wayne from Letterkenny was to talk to them. He'd be like, you're 10-ply, buddy. Like, yeah, like, they're just, they're, like, it's not to say that a high schooler wouldn't do it. Like, I'm sure there are high schoolers that have done it. And, and like, you know, I'm sure there are, like, you know, pregnant people who have gone into scraps in high school and things like that. Like, I'm not denying that piece. But it just doesn't quite... I can't imagine any variation of this character, whether it's Liberty, whether it's Paige, whether it's Paige being Liberty or Liberty being Paige, whatever. I, I just can't see any variation of that resulting in, like, a fight. It just... It's just weird. Yeah. Again, I think the actresses are doing quite well. Like, I found them kind of... That, that piece was fun. Like, that piece was fun. I liked that part. But it was such, like, a weird... Like, the premise itself was a bit weird. I get that it's the idea of, like, oh, we're going to have the nerdy girl be the queen bee. And, like, I get that appeal as, like, a as as a what-if scenario. But, like, it's... See, so, so an interesting what-if is you don't just substitute one person's personality for another person's personality. It's you take the the things that make that one person... Okay, so, like, with Emma and Jay, it would have been way funnier if um, you had Jay protesting that he should be allowed to steal more stereos. And then 
um, Emma comes in and threatens him to not wear, like, clothing made from animals. And then with, like, you have Liberty being a cheerleader, and she can understand the physics of throws, while Paige is still quintessentially Paige. Yeah. Like, um... That would be fun. Like, where she's just like, look, you know, I know, like... I I feel like there's, like, one switch, like, where, like, I I think it's actually Powerpuff Girls, where, like, uh, Mojo Jojo turns Bubbles into Mojo Jojo, and then instantly regrets it when she's much more capable of taking over the world than he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's, like, I feel like when you do these switches, there are, like, very real things that you have to keep in mind. And I think skill sets, just, like, cognitive abilities is a thing. Like, you know, if you are, like, somebody who, in in Liberty's case, like, she's better at, like, physics and shit. So, like, she's going to approach cheerleading from a different perspective. But I also feel like it's one of those things that, and I, I think this, this issue kind of cropped up a little bit in the Emma and Jay switch. And it's something that's also worth thinking about in the Liberty page switch and and any any type of these character switches is just like 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 cha- like when you put someone in a different role and the role is like you know gendered in a different way from that character like the experience is just going to be naturally different and they're not going to necessarily like. And Emma, like, somebody who is, like, I mean, it's going to be kind of more like an Alex situation, right? We kind of know what happens if you're on Jay's side and you're a woman. You are Alex. And her experience is is not the same as Jay. Um, and I think similarly with the Paige and Liberty Switch, it's like, there's going to be different things and different factors that are just going to make their who they are just not a one-to-one. And, I don't know, like... Again, I think there is value in thinking about, like, how... I don't know, I'm trying to turn around on what-ifs, because I, I was very hard, like, I hate these. I'm trying to see the value in them, and I think that they can be interesting, but it does require a lot more, like, a lot more meta work, I guess, or something. Just, like, more reflection on these characters as individuals. I also think that these two shorts really shot themselves in the foot by, like, referencing, taking, like, a reference point for these characters that was, like that didn't quite mesh, like, having the Emma, like, you know, reference point being from season one, the Liberty reference point being from season one, but, like, there's still have plot points that are not from season one, does kind of put it in a weird, honestly, kind of icky place. Um, I think that was also a big downfall of these. They needed more thought than, you know, none. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm sure... There is fun to be had in this experiment uh, for what ifs, I'm sure. And hey, you know, maybe maybe there will be more and there will be one that I think is particularly fun. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. But it, it yeah, it just kind of feels like if you're going to do this, you probably need to think a little bit more. Like, it's just, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it just it needs a little bit more thought to actually pull it off. Yeah. Instead, we just get really uncomfortable minute 45 second long videos of uh, two actresses pulling each other's hair, one of which is pregnant on the, uh, their character is pregnant. 
Yep, I think that's a good place to kind of close it out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, again, these are on YouTube. You can always check them out if you want. Um, feel free to email us your thoughts at iopod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Later. Bye. Lonely. I guess that's where I'm